0: Alrighty, righty, so a lot of people very upset last night at the Charlotte-Mecklenburg School Board for following the law. Um, yeah, and this is going to play out all over the state as the school districts and their boards of ed are going to have to be uh, uh, changing policies to bring themselves into compliance with Senate Bill 49, I believe, the per- the Parents' Bill of Rights, which the General Assembly overrode my good friend Ray Cooper's, the governor's veto. And so here is the piece at WRAL by Laura Leslie. As students around the state prepare to return next week for the start of the traditional school year, teachers are trying to figure out what they'll need to do to comply with the newly enacted Parents' Bill of Rights. Republican state lawmakers overrode Democrat Governor Roy Cooper's veto of the bill last week. All but one section took effect immediately, leaving teachers little time to adjust lesson plans or change classroom materials. Which is weird because I thought none of that stuff was happening, but okay. The law forbids any instruction or discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through fourth grade. By the way, I just want to point out here, uh, I'm not going to nitpick Laura Leslie's sentence here, but I would simply point out that it talks about sexual orientation or gender identity. Any sexual orientation, any gender identity. You don't talk about any of it. You're not instructing any of it. You're not giving out materials on any of it. I've said this before. I, If I had raised these questions with one of my teachers, they would have been like, that's none of your business. Shut up and pay attention to the lesson plan, you know? And here's, you know, Jenny has six fathers. No, I'm kidding. Uh no, but like I had I look back on it now and even back then, I remember my teacher I or, uh yeah, I a teacher who everybody kind of knew that she was different. We all kind of I mean, we assumed that but there was no discussion about it. She never discussed it with us. We were fourth graders. You don't. You don't discuss your sex life with fourth graders. Stop looking to children for your affirmation. It also requires the law. Uh, also, requires schools to get parental consent before allowing a child to use a different name, pronouns. Or identifying themselves as something other than their gender at birth. <gasps> oh my gosh. So parents need to be made aware of, of some sort of health issue in their child's life? I I wish somebody would answer the question as to whether or not schools should be permitted. You know, the ones who are up there, and you're going to hear from them. I, I watched this public hearing last night, so you didn't have to. You're welcome. I mean, I am a giver. <clears throat> so... I'm curious as to why the question is never posed to the people who think it's okay to shield this information from parents, to hide this information from parents. Is it okay to do so with other afflictions, other ailments, other issues? Do you generally keep this stuff secret? What what else do you keep secret from parents? I'm curious. But How about anorexia? Do you keep that secret? If you know... If you catch a student, right, shoving her, you know, fist down her throat, trying to make herself purge after she ate, sorry, I'm sorry I forget this is the lunch hour. I apologize. Although if you're listening on the podcast, it could be dinner time too. So I apologize. But is this, if you catch a student in the act of doing something like that, self, some act of self-harm, do you, do you hide that? Oh, no, Pete, because that's self-harm. See, and being trans is, is different. It's an inherent part of their personality. Yeah, what if it's not? There are a lot of people who speak as if the science is settled on this, as if the Fauci is settled. And it really is not. To wit, allow us to take a look across the pond. The UK. The United Kingdom rolled out new guidance on how school teachers should handle gender transitions among children. The Guardian reports that teachers will be required to inform parents of any gender transition involving their children. Remi- uh, reminder that the UK is much farther down the transgender road. You know, affirmation, the Dutch protocol, all of this stuff that we have been told and all the stuff that are uh, institutions align with now Europe has been down that path for far longer than we have and now they are reversing course I went over this the other day with the the stories out of Finland here's the Guardian piece teachers will be forced to tell parents that their child is questioning their gender even if the young person objects under new guidance for schools in England so basically what the North Carolina law does. But the kid doesn't want to tell his parents. Yeah, you know what? I'm sure the kid doesn't want to tell his parents that he stole something from someone else's locker, too. But you're going to tell the parents, aren't you? I'm sure the kid doesn't want to tell his parents or her parents that they failed a class. But you still send home report card. Well, actually, do they even do that anymore? I mean, that would... I I am assuming that there are still grades given out. Is that the case? Sorry, it's been a while since I've been to a school board meeting. Do they do the grades... Do they issue grades anymore? The Equalities Minister, they have such a thing in the UK, Kemi Badenoch. Badenoch? 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 Badenoch. Okay. She said that the uh, guidance is expected to be published this week. It'll ensure that parents know what is going on with their children at school. Under the new plans, head teachers are expected to be told, I think those are principals over there, they're expected to be told that parents must always be consulted if a child wants to be called another name or wear a different uniform. It has also been suggested that schools will not be able to use the child's new preferred pronouns until the parents give their consent. So, obviously, the UK is fascist. The United United Kingdom, rather, has become... A fascist state, anti-LGBTQ+, I-A-2-S-L-B-R, something, whatever. Ms. Bad Enough said, What is right is that parents know what is going on with their children at school. There's quite a lot of confusion about what the law says, and it's important that parents are aware of what's going on with their children and what's happening to them at school. It's not for teachers to parent. It's for parents to parent. What have I been saying? I think I just said it. They're not your kids. I keep hearing this from educators. They talk about my kids, my kids. I understand they may be your students in your classroom for the year. But after nine, ten months, they're not your kids anymore. They never were. They were your students. right? They were your, your customers, essentially. Your clients, they're not your kids. Your kids are your kids. Naturally, all of this did not go over very well with the lefties. <laughs> there are people suggesting that teachers should just ignore the guidance. And last night at Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board meeting, one teacher said he would. Yeah, he says just not going to comply. He should be fired. It really is that this is where we have come to. Yeah. When teachers become activists... In service to queer theory, then you need to be fired because that's not your role. If you want to be a queer theory activist, go work where all of the others work at the universities. That's what uh, (laughs) training all of the next round of teachers. This is the march through the institutions. No doubt. This is John Sexton at hotair.com. Sorry, John Genderston. Anyway. John Sexton says, No doubt there are some parents who are abusive and terrible to their children, but as a matter of policy, it does not make much sense to assume that's the case for the majority of parents. The law should be on the side of the legal guardian who is responsible for the child, not a bunch of teachers who have no responsibility once the student passes through their grade. Correct. That's what the state law in North Carolina now requires, and to its credit, Charlotte-Mecklenburg School's went about adopting new policies to align itself with the state law, which I think was totally unnecessary because they were totally not doing this beforehand. But just to be safe, let's pass a bunch of laws or rule changes to comply with the law that we were totally in compliance with before we changed all the rules. Consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Couple of uh, messages, Pete tweets. They have come in. This is from uh, Dean, who says, "If a teenage, if a teenage boy is being forced to be trans at home." but chooses to be male at school will the school tell the parents that's a good question previously no but i suspect they would have said yes but I, I i am unaware of like any cases where that has been the case well i guess that would make sense if it's a case it would be the case but i'm aware of any instances of this where someone is being, where a kid is being trans at home but then they get to the school and they're like no I don't want to be trans. And then the school covers for them. Yeah, I w- there's another question. Would the t- I asked this during the break. We were talking during the break. Would the school, you know, teachers are mandatory reporters. So, if they suspect abuse or they witness abuse or they see signs of abuse, they're supposed to report that. They're mandated to do so. Call DSS, call the government. This is why I, especially in our system, our K 12 government run school system, teachers, and I know a lot of people don't like to think of themselves as this, but they are agents of the state, agents of the government. And so they have to report. So if a kid does not want to be trans at home, they come to school, would they be reported? Right? Would the, would the teacher report that the kid is being abused because they're not being affirmed? In their true identity, right? Wouldn't that be the case? Would they not? Is that abuse? Because to hear some of the teachers and administrators and activists, and let's be clear, they are activists first. right? People who are pushing this stuff are activists first. There are parents involved. They have people in their lives, maybe their own kids. I've covered this before. And the parents, these parents are not going to get off of this train. They can't. If they've been trans, if they've been party to transitioning their own children, they can never acknowledge that it was a mistake. They can't, because what does that say about them, and and the the path that they have set their their child upon for the rest of their lives? And this is why the you know affirm or suicide false dichotomy gets presented to parents as well. It's to shut down skeptics. It's to coerce parents, because that's the ultimate trump card, right? Your kid's going to die if you don't do this, and no parent wants their kid to die, and so they will begrudgingly go along with it, and that's the point. James Lindsay writes at newdiscourses.com, and today, as coincidence would have it, he wrote a piece called Queer Education is Child Abuse. And this is a guy who has gone deep into the philosophy of the Foucault left. Michel Foucault, the philosopher, Hegelianism, communism, Marxism, and all of its offshoots. And I've said this before, right? What, what is the, what's the tenet of socialism? It's the state controls the means of production. And this is why state education is such a threat, to the family unit because the family unit produces what? The next generation. And so if the state is involved in controlling the means of production, transmitting its values to the next generation, who's actually creating the next generation? And the thing is, when you inculcate kids in queer theory, you are creating activists. And this was identified years ago, actually, years ago. Inside the trans community, virtually 100% are activists. And that plays an important role in shaping the the future generations. If you get more activists, you get more power, more control, you get to set policy, you get to set the course. And by the way, the, the activism, it's never for capitalism. <laughs> just a, Just a spoiler alert on that one. It's never about, yay, capitalism, Mm mm-mm. Because it's about controlling the means of production, the state, controlling the means of production, and you're producing people, citizens, the next generation. (laughs) She wasn't in the, she's on the, uh, isn't Laura Meyer on the county commission? She's not on the school board. So she was not featured last night. I do have some audio we're going to get to here um, from the school board meeting. Absolutely, got a lot of it. In fact, let's uh, let, let's go to uh, a couple of clips here that I pulled. By the way, um, one of the things I feel it—I don't know—kind of important to point out here before we start in on the uh, the audio from all of the parents that and, and teachers and activists who showed up last night to express their outrage at the state law that was passed. Remember, the the Charlotte-Mecklenburg School Board merely adopted policies in line with the new law that took effect immediately upon the General Assembly's overriding of the veto from the governor. And a lot of the stuff that they adopted is lifted right out of the language of the bill, of the law. So this isn't like the school district went about to do these things on its own. They have to follow the law. I would also point out that when you go down to speak at these GovCo meetings... And the school board chair, Elise Dashu, who is the uh, board member from uh, the district Mars, she uh, made uh, the announcement, as she always does, that you got two minutes to speak, you can't like uh, engage in personal attacks. But then she says that the board prohibits inappropriate language during the public comment period. Inappropriate language. Which is precisely what... The parents who have objected to some of this uh, reading material in the libraries, they've objected to the, uh, the supplemental materials, the instructional materials that some teachers put into their classrooms. Right? That, that's the same thing. So here's Megan Hill, a teacher, and she opposes what is essentially an opt-in policy. Versus the opt out policy, which was the policy before. So, in other words, they, you know, it was just assumed that all your kids belong to us, and uh, and then if you want to opt out, first off, you'd have to know to opt out. You'd have to know that that was available to you. You'd have to know what kind of uh, uh, materials were being uh, taught to your kid, provided to your kid, and then you could try to opt out. But in a district as large as Charlotte Mecklenburg, a lot of the parents, when they would attempt to get some kind of relief, they were not getting any responses. So, Megan Hill, she opposes the new policy, which is to opt in, that you have to actively say you want your kid to be a part of whatever these programs or or instructional periods are it will result in the trauma and suffering of more children in our community than there already are these can, speakers promoting the board's wording of the policy change are manifesting children in their community not having the knowledge to communicate things that have been done to them without consent our current reproductive health and safety education program currently includes information on abstinence for 7 of 13 standards, more than half. Meanwhile, only five of them are regarding types of sexual abuse, SCEs, and contraception. I am here to advocate for children who won't have the knowledge necessary to advocate for themselves if this county shows its compliance to the state policy through its wording. Okay. So aside from the vocal fry and the, uh, the, the monotone delivery there, which I'm sure makes her classes super entertaining. Um, More trauma. More trauma to the kids. That's what's going to be going on. And this is a new argument. i got to admit, I've been following this issue pretty closely for years now, but I have never heard this argument yet. But it was out in full force last night, which was, You can't change any of the policies, which, by the way, you don't even need to do because we're totally not doing the thing that you think we're doing, which is why we're so upset that you're changing the policies to prevent us from doing the things that we're totally not doing. But we probably should be doing them because we're giving kids the language so this way they know how to report abuse. See, if they don't have the words to describe how they're being abused— sexually or whatever at home or at their church or at you know the baseball team or whatever see we have to teach them about transgenderism and yeah and about who's having the the sex with whom we have to teach them that in order for them to be able to report sexual abuse so now now they're not going to have the words to describe the abuse and they're not going to know it's wrong and so uh, more kids are going to be traumatized i have not heard this argument before It's not a good one, but I I acknowledge it is a new one. It is a new one. Hello, Nate. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I just heard Melissa Easley uh, comment earlier, and she was so upset. But it, it sounds like she's on the pronoun train, but she called her husband her husband, even though he's gender fluid. Yeah. Well, maybe did, he was, did she just defend him. I think so. Or maybe the fluidity at that moment was he was a, he and her husband Oh, the, I, at that okay. precise And maybe she timed the comments because she knew like at this time of night, uh, or, you know, at, you know, eight o'clock at night or eight twenty-five, that he's a, he, and, and yeah, she knows like so she's confusing. got the, yeah, she's got the schedule down. So for uh, folks who don't know, Nate is talking about this news, uh, News story from last night's school board meeting, and we'll we'll play it after the after the break, so folks who are listening on the podcast can hear it as well. But the uh, the school board member made mention of her husband being gender fluid, and she being a lesbian, I believe. Which bisexual. oh bisexual, that's right, bisexual. Well. So, yes, yeah, so a lesbian and heterosexual. <laughs> I'll so. just try right. to get educated because <laughs> I don't want to use the wrong pronoun. Yeah, yeah. So so she's bisexual. He's gender fluid, which, why do I need to know this? Like, why do I need to know who they're sleeping with? I don't care. Wait a minute. Are they hot? No, I'm kidding. I don't care. I real, like I don't care who you're stopping. And um, I don't know why you feel the need as an elected official to get in front of everybody and tell us that. Um, but... So yeah, here but we are. Hold us to those standards and freak out if we said the husband. And wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Gender fluid. Right, gender fluid. So I don't even know what that, yeah, I don't know how, like what, well, maybe, she, I guess maybe he, I, a, I guess maybe he uses uh, I, the pronouns he, him. A husband. a what, yeah. May, or, yeah, maybe she does know his, uh, his pronouns are he, him. But she did not tell us his pronouns before she said that. And I thought you're supposed to do that. Like what, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's all designed to confuse. Nate, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. It's all designed to confuse. Destruction is the purpose. Destruction of institutions, of familial bonds, right? That's the point. All of this stuff, it, it's all derived from the same place. That's why nobody was aware of this stuff, and it wasn't affecting all of these kids up until about three seconds ago. That's why. This stuff doesn't just come out of nowhere. I I said this the other day. I am more and more convinced with every day that I do more research and read more of the uh, the peer-reviewed stuff on this that this is, in fact, a social contagion. And you have a political movement that's behind it and that's pushing it. You've got social media that's making it worse. All right, we'll get to uh, Melissa Easley's uh, comments at the school board meeting. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Stirett organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturetts own Carolina Readiness Supply. 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Uh, let me uh, go over here and uh, get Joshua on the program. Hello, Joshua. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well. Good. Hey, PK. What's up, PK? How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. I can't complain. First-time first time caller and semi, about a two-year listener. Oh, wow. All right. Well, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you. I appreciate you. You're logical and fair, and that makes and you make sense to me. I have one little thing to to uh, just to add in. This might be a good little cut somewhere in the show when we're talking about the schools and the teachers. Um, there's a Pink Floyd song called Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2. Mm-hmm. And, uh, pardon me for the harmony, but... Hey, teachers. Leave those kids alone. There's a little cut in there. It happens a couple times in the song, and it's just perfect for a little cut. I just thought that might be a good little. Insert. So, well, so I think we should just take your rendition and use that. <laughs> we don't need no education. So that's the start of it. But the little cut's really good. Yes. Hey, wait, are you in a band, Joshua? Are you in a band? I'm on speaker off of it. All right, I'm right here with you. Are you in a band? In a band? Yeah. No, I'm in a kitchen. No, no, (laughs) no. Are you? Do you play in a band? Uh, no. Okay. A lot of unorganized noise. Okay. All right. I got you. All right. No, I was just curious if you were like trying to like get like that Oliver Anthony. Uh, rise to fame, like kind of thing, like, hey, now you're on the radio because now you could okay. say, as heard on the radio, you know, I sang on the radio or something. They played a song of mine on the radio. I think oh, I'm going to take. I don't take... know anything about it. I do have a face <laughs> for radio. But... Uh, I think, I think I'm going to take. I think I am going to take the. Uh, so instead of using the Pink Floyd thing and paying <laughs> their royalties, I think I'll just use you. Super duper. All right, I like it. Hey, Thank you, Joshua. Hey, I appreciate it, but All right. Thanks. See ya. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Let me play this clip. This is uh, this is the uh, the news story that was done by our own Mark Garrison, WBT's new di- uh, news director, on the Charlotte-Mecklenburg School Board member Melissa Easley. Compelling and rich. No, these oh, laws here are wrong. A discussion about a new state law covering transgenders in public schools quickly got personal for CMS board member Melissa Easley. She revealed she and her husband are often harassed because they have a very different sexual lifestyle. The family regularly receives threatening notes at home. How do I know about this family? Because this is my family. These things have been happening to us because of my husband's gender fluidity and my bisexuality. She said there even has to be stepped-up police patrols at her house. Easily said she decided to come out and tell her story, hoping to encourage transgender students at CMS. Mark Garrison, WBT News. All right. So, first off, you should not be harassing people. First off, do not harass people, okay? Do not threaten them. It's not nice. You shouldn't be doing it. You also, by the way, just not for nothing, you give them ammo for these kinds of speeches. You realize that, right? Okay. So, but you shouldn't do it because it's wrong, first of all. Second of all, how was she being harassed over this information if she just came out last night as bisexual and her husband's gender fluid, which I'm not even sure what any of that even means? Are they swingers? Is that the deal? Again, why are you making me think of this? Because it's in solidarity with the children. Look, if you want to read about all of the, the 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 books with the sex acts and stuff, you want to read those to K through four students. Make them your own kids, okay? You don't get to read that stuff to parents, kids that don't agree. It's a pretty clear rule. <laughs>